Welcome to Beyond Dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life-affirming, and effective. We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting. As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness, but we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs. What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop, and we've tried a lot of them. Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hello, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And we are talking about one of the most common things people say to us when they enter our community. Just tell me what to do. I have said that so many times, Lee, in so many situations. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just exhausted from trying to figure it out all by myself. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, pleaded with people just tell me what to do I'm willing to, I'm willing to do it like it's almost like I'm willing to do anything right mm -hmm. so if you feel like that's you and you're out there wandering in the weight loss wilderness then you're in the perfect place come and listen in and join our discussion today yes so we know that some people come into our community and uh, we can tell they're a little confused because they, like we so often have, <laughs> are waiting for us to come at them with some kind of lightning quick, magical instructions, you know, like just do this, this, and this, and repeat all the other kinds of advice that diet books and programs they've tried in the past do, um, programs that ultimately failed, by the way. <laughs> and it's not, you know, people are confused when they come in. It's not their fault. It's the fault of diet culture brainwashing all of us to believe that there is this 999 magic instant formula out there. And if you just snap your fingers and use this formula, everything's going to be okay. But that's hard. I mean, it's hard to sustain um, something that's so restrictive, right? It's like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy this meal plan and they're going to send me everything I'm supposed to eat for every meal and snack for the next month, you know, or two months. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, this is working. You know, these kind of quick fixes, easy, no brainer things, but I'm not going to do that forever. Like it doesn't work during the holidays. It's hard because there's so many events. It doesn't work if I have to go on holiday. Like it's not teaching me the things that I need to learn that got me into weight loss problems in the first place, mm -hmm. then that diet fails. And 
often me and maybe you guys too end up with even more weight than when you started. Right. So when you are asking somebody just to tell you what to do, it's understandable. Like it's it's really understandable because again, we've been trained by an industry, the diet industry has trained us to do that because everybody's got advice everywhere you turn, somebody's got their advice. And it's not that all the advice is bad, but when you just go chasing after advice and tell you know, letting other people dictate your life and how you live and what goes into your body, um, you know, the reason we all got here with, you know, weight issues is because that doesn't work. Listening to what somebody else tells you to do with your body, with your food will only work for a short amount of time. Eventually you're going to kind of trail off of it because you do have your own needs. You have your own way of doing things, your own schedule, your own lifestyle, and you need to find something that's going to work for you. Yeah, that's true. And often when we try to talk to people about, Hey, what if you didn't, what if we didn't tell you what to do? You know, what would that look like? And often you know, the women that we work with, they don't want to hear that. You know, they don't want to hear, you know, how we present something because it's not sparkly. It doesn't feel instant. It doesn't feel in that moment as though it's easy. Like following an ABC plan can feel really easy. That's why diet books and programs are so profitable because they're preying on that sentiment that I've tried everything. I've tried everything. Maybe this is is the thing. This is the thing. Here's, you know, like the golden fleece. We've got it right here. And um, people just are so hard on themselves too. They, they've come to believe that they can't figure it out on their own, which is such a shame. And it's not true. We believe that is not true. You can figure it out. It's just, you've forgotten how, or nobody ever showed you how. And um, so maybe you need a little guidance and support and encouragement to figure it out. That's what we do. But um, so people are so scared to trust themselves after so many years of following, you know, 50 diets. I think, don't you, Lee, that we just become a little disconnected from our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for us to trust that we're going to make the right decision. You know, like everything feels like, am I hungry? I don't know if I'm hungry. Like when was the next time, last time I was like truly hungry. And I think that disconnection between our brain and our gut makes us, it's almost as though it reinforces our sense of, I, I don't think I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it feels scary. I think when sometimes. I mean, I can tell, you know, when people feel kind of like, not just confused, but even it's scary to think about taking your own power back. Like that is really actually kind of scary for people, but, you know, we would challenge you to ask yourself, what if I do have exactly what it takes to figure this out with some guidance and support and just sit with that question. Don't just, you know, have it go in one ear and out the other. What if you do have exactly what it takes to figure this out with, I would say with some guidance and support because, um, you know, all by yourself, it might feel too scary, <laughs> but, um, yeah. What if you have it, what it takes and just consider that, like, what if it's not true that I don't have what it takes to do it by myself? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's just a couple of things that you said in there, Lee, that I think link and it just it just made a light bulb go off in my head when you said, um, made the comment like, what if you could take your power back? And then what if I do have what it takes? And I wonder if so often uh, the way we were raised, we never had the power mm. to really understand. Like we were taught like finish everything on your plate, you know, oh, I cooked this for you. It's delicious. You've gotten to eat it. You know, so we weren't ever really engaged with what our hunger signals were, what we like to eat. You know, there's this idea of their starving children, finish your meal. So even like from, from a really young age, we weren't connecting eating with hunger mm -hmm. maybe. So then it's like the idea of what if I do have exactly what it tastes can feel really hard because I've never been asked to do that. It's a really new concept, right? Yeah. It can feel like that's wrong. Like, yeah, that's just wrong. <laughs> But I would ask, you know, if, you know, you're listening to this, try to challenge yourself to like notice if you think that's just flat out wrong or whatever comes up in you. Like, I can't do that. Maybe some people can, but I can't um, to just let those thoughts kind of float through, but then kind of stick with it. Like, okay, I hear those thoughts and fears, but what if I do have what it takes? What if if I just need to kind of dwell on this for a while and, and kind of take it in, maybe could that be true? Could that be true? And the thing is like, if you've had surgery, you've made a big life decision, a ginormous medical decision and a big sacrifice, both physically and financially, you know, you you've already demonstrated that, you know, cause maybe you had to save the money or maybe you had to jump through all the hoops that the insurance company makes you jump through. You have to get a lot of stuff together and do a lot to make that happen. It's not an easy surgery, you know, um, to necessarily get, and it costs a lot of money. Even if you go abroad and do sort of medical tourism, you are paying out of pocket. You've got to make the trip happen. That's a huge commitment. So you've already demonstrated that you have a lot of grit and determination to get through so much. And then to go, it's a scary surgery to go through the surgery um, is scary. And you've proven that you have courage to go through with that. So part one of the solution for people here is, you know, the surgery, that's part one, but then there's part two, the rest of your life. <laughs> right? Yeah, the rest of your life. And I think, um, because that's when it's like, okay, I, I made this big decision and I had the surgery and it's doing its job. Now, now I have to step in and figure out, and there's not always a support for what that can look like. There's this support, like eat that like week one, week two, week three for what you physically have to do, but the emotional and mental support is not always there. Right. And therapy is great. I mean, cause some people really do need to get, maybe it's the first time they've ever had therapy. Um, most surgical practices will, you know, give referrals or they may have people working in their practice who do, um, you know, counseling and that's good, but it's, it's not that like consistent support about the everyday stuff that really comes up for people, you know, the handholding, I'm just scared kind of stuff. You can't run to a therapist for help with that, you know, it's, it's slightly different. 
Yeah. I think, you know, what, what we talk about and what we do and what we focus on here in this podcast and in our programs, um, and if you're in our communities is what do you do moving forward? Like what's your, what are your goals now? What are your hopes and what's your plan for making those happen? And so much of that happens in the head. We want to think it like happens with what we put in our mouth, but before that even happens, it's what we're thinking and the thoughts and beliefs we have about ourselves and our ability to be successful. Right. And in addition to um, many people in our community feeling um, doubtful that they can figure this out themselves, there's just so much fear. You know, there's fear about failure. What if this doesn't work? What if I just fail again? There's so much fear. And that is all, as Mimi said, happening in your head. And if you're living with those kind of thoughts, you know, rattling around, your actions do flow from, and your moods, your belief system about yourself flows from all those fears, if that's what's going on. And I, I do think therapy is a good first step, but then, you know, after that, it's just the, the more um, kind of everyday stuff that you need help with and kind of the handholding, as I said, it's like, um, mindset handholding that we do <laughs> just to keep encouraging people and um, keep the motivation going, keeping them in a space where they believe they can do it. Yeah. So we have um, one of our favorite programs is our four week beyond bariatric surgery program, which we'd love you to join. But um, even if you don't like what you can take away, like, why don't we just talk a little bit Lee about what what happens if they come into that program or show up at one of our events? Hmm. So we have some basics that we really, like if you go to one of our events after the event, you will have started to develop some Sherlock Holmes worthy detective skills to figure out a customized food plan that works for you. Um, and we bring up Sherlock Holmes because on one hand, we definitely are encouraging you to become your own detective, become your own scientist and observer. And this is another skill set that's not taught to us. And it's something that can be learned. You can learn it no matter what age you are. Doesn't matter how old you are. You can learn to be your own food detective. Um, but we bring up Sherlock Holmes because we also are literally saying, like, think of a favorite detective book series you've read or Netflix series and and really let your imagination come into this. You know, we have fun with our students and our clients and encourage them to use different parts of their brain. You know, there's the fear brain and then there's also the left brain, kind of the part of you that's always wanting to follow instructions, for example. But then there's this other part of your brain that's your imagination, your inventiveness. It's where a lot of your intelligence sits. And so we do a lot of stuff in our programs that help you utilize that part of your brain. And so just by having fun with this, to, to become your own food detective, which is a, a process we actually teach you how to do, Think of like, who, what's your favorite show? Is it Sherlock Holmes? Is it Monk? Like, I think I would be Monk. I would be like scared of germs, but but really smart at figuring stuff out. Yeah. Um, 
you know, maybe Nancy I, Drew or who I'm would Nancy you, Drew girl? You're, you'd be Nancy Drew. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Or Scooby Doo or um, Angela Lansbury and Murder She Wrote. I forget her name in that that series, but you know, um, we can make this fun. So at our events, you leave having had fun, having used your imagination, um, gotten your brain functioning again in a new way around, you know, the, the issue of food, the question of what do I do now? And um, so you leave with detective skills and a sense of fun around that. So it doesn't seem like a drag and you're not, you know, following an ABC wrote instructions, just what I tell you to do or what Mimi tells you to do. You start becoming your own figure outer person. <laughs> and um, and it's amazing what you can come up with in a short amount of time. Yeah. And we use the idea of a detective because it's that curiosity, you know, like curiosity is better than judgment. Right. But it, and it is, it's the curiosity about what foods do I like? What mm-hmm. foods work in my body? You know, what times of day work best for me? It's like really being open to all of the things around food and mm-hmm. what works for you and what do you like and what do you don't like? And why don't you like it? Maybe there's a way like what do you crave? Maybe you can figure out why you're craving that at certain times and come up with solutions. But when you do it with this kind of more playful detective energy, it feels more possible. Like it opens up um, the ability to brainstorm and have new ideas and really think outside the box. Exactly. And that's what you need to do. Thinking outside the box is absolutely required to, you know, to really get to the place where you're doing it the way you need to do it because all these diet programs in the past have done is put you in a box. And eventually the reason you go outside of it and you, you know, think you're failing on it is your, your inner rebel, the part of you that doesn't want to be boxed in, doesn't want to be put in a box is like, no, I'm going to do it this way. And you think you're failing, but that's really the part of you that's trying to tell you, hey, you need to find a way to do it that works for you. And um, there is a way you can still reach your goals and do weight maintenance and keep a, you know, a, the weight that you want and do it in a way that works for you. You know, so you've got to, I, th- I think, you know, I do want to back up and say, we do, we do recommend that you follow the advice of your surgeon. We always will support whatever your surgeon and nutritionist say, but, you know, when you pull what they say into everyday life, there's so many choices around that. You know, and that's what we're talking about, this everydayness. You know, if your nutritionist said this much calcium, this much protein, then it becomes how. How in your everyday life do you actually put that puzzle together? That's where we come in. Yeah. And I like how you said, like busting out of the box, that's like your inner rebel. Because mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that people get in our program. Like it's like this sort of Beyonce level confidence. It's like, I can start to make those decisions. I can start to show up as the real me. I can start to feel beautiful, you know, in this body that I see, you know, coming out and emerging, even if you're suffering from body dysmorphia. And we've had conversations in podcasts about that too, but just, you know, having that confidence to start to investigate what works for you and to believe that you can know for yourself what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And confidence is a big part of it. And again, we would ask you to use some playfulness and imagination around 
your own confidence level. Like if you think Beyonce is the be all end all, then put her front and center in your mind. How do you develop that? It's possible, you know, even if you're not, you know, Beyonce or pick your own superstar or fictional character you admire or historical character whose confidence you would love to have. This is where we start playing around with it. And when you start playing, it's amazing how much you actually get, you, you start to pick up that confidence. So when you're working with us, uh, we're just using different parts of your brain, helping you get in there and play around a little bit, but get some like amazing work done and some amazing insights uh, while you're with us. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes when I hear like that Beyonce level confidence, like that seems so far from what I think is, is who I am and what's attainable to me. There's like all kinds of ways that confidence can show up and that you could like, there's a real quiet confidence that you might have. Like what immediately, who immediately jumped to my brain was Jane Goodall. Oh, you know, like wow. she's yeah. so authentically her and, and her quiet kept moving forward way, like really made huge transformations. So that's what gets to be fun when you think about like who, who that might be, what, what works for you and what fits well with you and on your skin. And mm -hmm. yeah, may we all have the confidence of Jane Goodall. Um, yeah. A woman who went into the jungle, you know, in her twenties, pretty much by herself and wandered around all day with all the animals that are out there. Um, it's just exceptional what she, she did. So yeah, there's so many, you can you know, pick, pick your own person, uh, whether they're alive or dead or fictional or, you know, whoever you admire, um, you know, ask yourself, what if, what if I do have what she has? What if I do have those qualities and I can bring them out in myself even more. And even around my weight, even around food, what if I could pull that confidence? Because, you know, a lot of women in our programs, they are confident in many areas of their lives. You know, they're confident with maybe, um, you know, their career. They're confident in how much money they can make. They're confident in their mothering skills, they're confident in their driving skills, whatever, you know, their cooking skills. But, you know, in this one area around what to eat and when and how much, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? This is where uh, so many people have just lost confidence, but it is something that you can build and you can build it fairly quickly. If you have a little help and guidance, you can, you'll, you'll be surprised how much confidence you can pick up pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think with confidence is when you start to trust yourself, because I think a lot of fear that um, happens around food is an inability to trust yourself in the moment. And I don't know when you're watching this, but we're getting ready to head into holiday season, which only throws up so many more fears and anxiety about what's ahead. So starting to build that confidence then leads into also building trust and knowing that you've got it and you can handle the situation, whatever it is. I mean, we also give you some real tangible uh, skills that you can use and some tips to help guide those. But ultimately it comes back to trusting yourself and being confident in, in your decisions. Right. Right. 
And then if you come and work with us, in addition to the Sherlock Holmes worthy detective skills, the Beyonce level confidence, you get mission impossible nerves of steel <laughs> to sail through the eventual stalls that happen after surgery and any other challenge that comes up. Um, you get the toolkit and the skill set to sail through those and they don't they, it won't throw you off your game as much because you'll know what to do. You'll know how to work with your own mind, um, how to move yourself out of fear. Um, we can't avoid life. You know, there are there are stalls after weight loss surgery. There are challenges. You know, those things are real. And when they come up, as they certainly will, um, and this is where a lot of people have fear, um, you can develop the, you know, the mission impossible nerves of steel, or again, pick your uh, <laughs> exciting movie, <laughs> your own exciting movie. Uh, or your own superhero that gives you that kind of calls into your imagination of how you would like to handle emergencies. Like what are, like we've got Elastigirl from, what is, what is that from? The Incredibles? The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wonder Woman, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my favorite always. I have certain <laughs> shows I always go to, for examples. <laughs> so um, how do you want to be as you face challenges in life? It pull, it kind of calls on your own inner superhero, which you absolutely do have. And all, you know, just the three things that we're working on today, they all really intertwine. And it's like, as you start to develop nerves of steel, then it gives you some wins right? You, you wonder woman your way, you know, with your braces. She does she have the bracelets or is that? Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love Mimi did. If you're listening and not on YouTube, she did a little wonder woman thing with her cups of yeah, her cuffs, <laughs> cuffs you yeah. know, that helps you build the confidence and the confidence and the trust is like, Oh, that helps with that curiosity, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe you start with the curiosity and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to be open to this happening and investigating it. You're going to call on a little nerves of steel there. So they really all, they're very connected and, yes. and they help influence and grow each other. It's really cool. Yeah. So that you can picture it. They layer together and support each other. So if you develop the observation and detective skills so that you can figure, you, you get that ability to figure things out for yourself and develop your own insight and you develop the confidence to trust yourself and you develop the, a toolkit to help you with calm your fears and nerves and anxieties so that you can focus and remain calm through any challenges. Those things all do go together and it really helps, you know, to keep that momentum going, to even develop that and keep it going, uh, to be in a community of like-minded people who are working on the same things and building the same skill sets. Yeah, it is. I think what we hear all the time is we we can all feel like we're the unicorn, right? Like I'm the only one that's waking up at 1130 at night and raiding the pantry. I'm the only one that's afraid to go to the office, you know, Christmas party because there's going to be so many amazing things. And then when you're in a community and you'll hear that's so common, like everybody has these same fears and everybody's going to share 
little things that they do, you know, like what worked for them, how they overcame certain situations. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. But more importantly, just to know that other people are sharing those same fears, because when you're sitting in your house by yourself, worried and fearful and convinced that you're not going to be able to do it, it's really a hard place to be. It's hard to be thinking, oh, I can I can be a detective. You know, so that's why like that community and hearing other people share their fears and their wins and cheering you on when you have your wins is really good. Right. And so to go from just tell me what to do, which we've all been there, but to go from that mindset, just just please tell me what to do to drawing on your inner (laughs) Scooby-Doo, you know, your inner Jane Goodall your inner Buffy the Vampire Slayer or whoever, or Wonder Woman in her golden cuffs. Um, when you learn how to draw on that, you you don't, you won't need to say, you won't even want to say, just tell me what to do. You'll want to be around people who support you and figuring it out for yourself. And you'll have that confidence and the trust in yourself. Yeah, and I hope it's like just listening to this conversation makes you think, you know what, just tell me what to do seems like the easier path, but it's really not, you know, what you guys are talking about, figuring it out for myself and putting a plan together that I can follow for the rest of my life, because ultimately that's what we want, right? Not a quick short time fix. We want this to be forever. Like that does seem easier. Like that seems easier than just tell me what to do. It might be a new concept, And, you know, it might be like, oh, I'm going to have to put a little more work into it, but the payout is going to be so much better. Yeah. And, you know, these women, these people who, who are in our programs, who've done so much, who've accomplished so much, who've jumped through so many hurdles, gotten through so much, you know, they, they still tell themselves like, I just can't do it. They tell themselves horrible stories about themselves, but you absolutely have what it takes. You absolutely have what it takes. Yeah. Well, we'll put the link below. I mean, we've got different um, programs that start. We've got live events. Um, I love a live event. I love a good live event. Yep. My heart's so happy. So we hope you will join us for those. We have virtual events um, that we host. So we'll have the link to find out all about those below. Yes. And so we have a song that we... For whatever reason, a while back, we decided we were going to have a theme song for each podcast. It's just fun. We like music. Um, So Mimi, do you want to announce our song? This song, I love this song so much. It is such a fierce female anthem. And to think about when it came out, it's really powerful. We have a Spotify playlist, so we'll link to that too. But the song is You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore. And mm-hmm. if you listen to the lyrics of that song and what she's saying and think about the era that she came out in, that's some, you know, confidence that you can latch onto and some sentiment that you can latch onto if you're feeling, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so, it's- um, yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hey there, 
Thank you so much for listening. In fact, if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this, please share our episodes. We would just love that. We also would love it if you would follow, subscribe, and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches, which would be awesome. Please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting.